0: Let's roll. Hey, everybody out there. This is Jason Cass, the dude that brings you Agency Intelligence Podcasts and Agents Influence Conversations with Jason Cass. Today, you're going to notice that there was no music that opened up. Today, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story that happened about five, six years ago. I want to tell you this story because right now, there's a lot of talk in the industry. And as the days go, the talk gets thicker and thicker about what happened with Ryan Hanley. What's going on? What happened? Well, I'm going to tell you a story that happened to me. And I don't know, but I do know that this is the same story that Ryan's living right now. And I think it's important that you as an insurance professional know Some of the not-so-great things that happen in this industry. Now, every industry has its area of toxic. Every area has its area of poison. And today, we're going to talk about the insurance industry and how they are stopping forward momentum and change. Keep in mind that this is why I started this podcast, folks. The, 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 a lot of you don't know, but you need to know agents influence. It was agents, which actually, if you look at agents, it's the third or fourth definition where it doesn't talk about a professional or someone who helps somebody with advice. It talks about it's an, it's a chemical reaction that can create change. It's an agent for change. That's kind of what agent really also means. Look it up. And then if you also look up influence, influence is giving a voice to those who have no voice, right? So when I came up with the word, uh, the name agents influence for my first podcast back in 2013, it was, you know, giving a voice to those who have no voice so that we can make forward change in momentum in the insurance industry, right? Now we have an artificial intelligence, which is agency intelligence, which is it's the real intelligence not the artificial intelligence they've been trying to tell you so see subliminally i've been telling you my story but i want to tell you the details today i want to tell you the facts i want to tell you the things that the industry's made me be quiet for for the last 5 to 6 years with their threats and with their ways of disrupting the things that i'm trying to do on a daily and on a yearly basis I want to tell you those details today because I guarantee you they're pretty close to the details that Ryan Hanley's going through right now. I asked Ryan, what's going on? How's this thing's happening? I've been talking to him for the last couple of months and he won't tell me anything. He tells me things that friends tell people, right? But he can't tell me and you can tell he wants to skirt telling me things because the repercussions he could possibly get legally and from these other corporations that are trying to keep the status quo. So we're going to talk about that today. So I want to let you know that the organizations I'm going to talk about, I'm going to, I'm not making any slander or any malicious intent here. I'm not trying to do anything other than tell my story. And as an American in the, and, and with the freedom of speech, I have a right to tell my story. And that's what we're going to do. So, for many of you that don't know, um, I started in the business in 2001, and I'm, I'm going to fast forward it. Don't worry, it's not going to be a long story that's going to lead to the main point. And then in 2004, I went to a, a convention, the Independent Insurance Agents and Brokers of Illinois, fantastic organization. Um, keep in mind that each one of your states has a state association, right? Like it is the independent insurance agents of, of Indiana. Some of them are a little bit different in the way they say there's like Alabama is the Alabama independent insurance agents, right? Um, or it could be the independent insurance agents of Alabama. But th- there's many states out there. Just just know your association. That's my point. But they also are governed, I shouldn't say governed that you know we live in America with state state rights, God love Thomas Jefferson. But we live in a, in and in a, in a, in a, to where we have ran by also a federal government and that federal government does wield the overall power. Very similar with the big eye. It has a structure of the big eye is the independent insurance agents and brokers of America. That's what it stands for. And then they have all their state associations, which are then connected into that. I want you to know that your state associations are awesome and they rock but they're held hostage by what goes on in D.C. That's where the main office headquarters is. There's actually two offices in DC. I've been to both of them, I, and you'll understand that uh, they have one in Alexandria. That's where the main office is that holds all the staff, and then they have another one right up, uh, right down the road, two blocks from Capitol Hill, um, which is which is what they need for their lobbying. It's in the same building as all the other, uh, same street as all the other lobbyists for all the other industries. And lobbying is is not. Uh, it's a negative word, but I don't down that. But what I do down is organizations like the big guy and the things that they do. And that's what we're going to talk about. So I went to this organ- to this conference in 2004. I went to this meeting where they were having this young agents meeting. And I'm the kind of person that was like, hey, I want to try this out. And went to the meeting and just kind of watched this observer and went back to the desk, told him, I said, hey, I don't know what I got to do, but I want to get on that meeting and I'm going to run that thing. And I, they did. They let me on the meeting in 05. And then in 06, boom, they immediately asked me if I wanted to chair it. And I did with a, another wonderful lady by the name of Lindsay Polzin, who's fantastic. Her and her husband, Tim. Uh, I haven't seen them in a while. Great people. And I was um, then in 2009, I was asked if I wanted to serve on the national young agents. So every state has its own national state board. And the national has the same thing so where it at the time had five young agents okay five but now they're down to four and the reason is is because because of budget cuts they had to cut it from five to four which is complete baloney because it's just another way for them to try to suppress and you'll understand after you hear my story and they cut it down and so from 2010 to 2012 i chaired that for two years and in 2013 I Was being looked at to chair it again until I started this thing in March of 2013 called agents influence Now the reason why I started agents influence is because as I would go around the country in 2010 20 2011 and 2012 I do not have the exact amount, but I spoke over 60 times at different conferences across uh, America Um, And here's the deal When I would speak at these, I would have these agents that would come up to me and say, hey, maybe you should do this or hey, I've got this idea for this. Why don't you help me do this or or, I want to do this or whatever. And I would say to these agents, like, why are you coming to me? Like, you need to be going and talking to your state or to your federal association or you need to be doing, you know, talking to your agency owner or talking to your company partners. And they would say, I do and no one listens to me. And I have these ideas that could change the industry. And so, keep in mind, this is in 2013. And this is when people in the industry, maybe even you listening, was fighting the fact that Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, you couldn't use that for insurance. We were still thinking that. That was only five years ago. We were really thinking that. And during this, what was interesting is that in 2013, when I started the podcast, I was told to take it down. After I released the very first one, I was I was called by someone at the big eye and was told a woman and was told to take it down. And I was totally thrown back and my heart started pumping and I started thinking to myself like, and I said, well, why would you do that? Because you represent the big eye and you can't be doing that. And you can't be for this long conversation. We had not long, like five minutes. And I just told her I wasn't going to do it. And I released another podcast the next week, and I was called by a gentleman, which is her boss, which she was a higher up, and he explained to me the same thing. And he told me that I would be going from the golden child to making sure that they could do everything they can to make sure that, I can't remember exactly what the word he used, but it was some word, and I got to be honest with you. My vocabulary is not very deep, in my opinion. I, I don't even know if I knew the word. But somehow I was going to be squandered. Somehow I would be blackballed. Somehow I would be—I can't remember the word. And I mean, when I heard that, like my heart started pumping. I started—I started sweating because this is a powerful man, and this is a man who has the ear. Um, excuse me. This is a person inside the organization who has great power um, with companies, carriers, and everything. And at this time, I'm working on my own, right? I'm still in the basement of my home selling insurance because I started mine in 2010. So keep this in mind, okay? Now let's back up to 2009 because this is something else that a lot of the industry doesn't know and you're going to find out now. Back in 2009, they they put together a meeting and I'm going to leave all the names out. But they put together uh, about four or five meetings that happened in D.C. where they were trying to gain back market share. The big guys said, we're going to gain back market share. We got about 31 to 32 percent market share and it's decreasing and we need to come up with something. And they, we devised and I was on. There was about 10 other people. Some great agents were on there. Um, they, we came up with this idea that, hey, you know what we could do is if the customer, what we were finding out was studies was showing is that 75% of people were going online to get quotes. That means 75% of your clients, loyal listener, were going online to get quotes. But only 25% of them would actually purchase online. They would then come back to an independent insurance agent. So we thought, okay, let's give them the opportunity. Keep in mind, this is back in 2009. Let's give them the opportunity to get a quote, and then they'd be able to select an agent, and they'd send the lead to the agent. This was called the Consumer Agent Portal. If you ever are paid by TrustedChoice.com for a speaking gig or anything, you will notice that it comes from Consumer Agent Portal, LLC. You may have seen that, maybe you haven't, but for those that you have, you may think like, well, wow, that's kind of weird. Because that's actually the name of it. It was called CAP. And then they hired this guy to come in and help it. And his team, you know, the big guy protected us there because they gave this guy a lot of money. Uh I, I think that the guy had good intentions, but he went down the wrong road. Him and his team did. And in 2012, I guess it was 2012, 2013 maybe, it was probably 2013, I guess, somewhere in there, 2012, 2013, they got rid of him and they got their, and what they did is, is they rebranded and they went to, from CAP to trustedchoice.com. So that's what you know is trustedchoice.com. And then when they went from tr- to trustedchoice.com, they went and got a new CEO and maybe they got the CEO and went to the name, I don't really know, that. that's minor details. So they got this new CEO, which he's been on my podcast a couple times and you know, um, good guy, uh, work came from a good company, had built a good company there. And when he joined, uh, one of the things he recognized was there was no outreach, um, no way to connect with the independent insurance agent. Now, when they created this cap, uh, I don't know if it's still this way now, and I'm pretty sure it is, but I, I'm, I'm speaking here where, where I'm uh, on, old, on old information, is that CAP was made up of a third, third, third. It was made up of a third of ownership uh, by the big eye. It was made up a third of ownership by the entity CAP. And then there was a third of it that was owned by the insurance companies. Okay, And that was a way for everybody to work together. Well, the problem with it is when you put a big time company like the big Eye in with big time companies, there's a lot of big time money that necessarily is being spent, is being moved around, is being used. Let's just put it that way. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Don't settle for less. Do more with MBS. For more information about nationwide brokerage solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cash certified. And so usually when there's big amounts of money like that and everybody's doing everything legal, which is fine. You start to think differently, right? You start to maybe change the decisions or the people that you would be working for in order to satisfy the people who have the deep pockets. Now, I'm not saying that there was some coercion between them and the companies. You can say whatever you want to say in your own mind. I'm just laying out the the my thoughts and laying out the facts as I know them and as the way that I see them. Now... As they started doing this consumer agency portal, they got hooked up with this guy back in the beginning. And he really, like I said, little, little, little shady. I'm glad the big guy got rid of him. They did the right thing. And this guy created an app and it was a review app. It was a Facebook review app. It was, I can't remember the name exactly of it. And this guy, um, uh, found these people who had made this app. They flew me and this other guy by the name of Ryan Hanley out to San Diego. At this time, I had known Ryan a little bit. We'd kind of done, you know, kind of watching each other. Keep in mind, I built my personal lines book in 2010, 2011 off Facebook, okay? So I was out there doing it. Sold around four four $460,000 in premium um, in my first two years just on Facebook. And that was phenomenal back then because no one was selling on Facebook. And come to find out, Ryan was. Ryan was doing this stuff in Albany, New York, and I'm in Central Illinois. And so we went out and we had to shoot these videos out in San Diego and all the stuff like that. It was a good time. It was a good time. And Ryan, if you're listening to this, you'll remember that time. That was a, that was a great time. Um, we got to learn a lot about uh, marketing and video and other stuff like that. And so they fly us back. And what they do is is they basically um, capture Ryan and I's case studies. We had three or four from using this app and all the clients we had sold in the premium and how many we had lost and da 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 da. And we said it and we would send it into the big eye and they would start using this information. Well, what happened was is where the why came is in 2013 when I started the podcast. Because what happened is I now became went from their golden boy um and to nothing, into where Ryan was hitting the scene and now not being big in the big eye at all, the big guy realized that this guy had some ability. I mean, he did a hundred videos in a hundred days drove his SEO to the moon. I think there's only been like one person. Ryan has challenged people to do that. There's only been like one person that's done 100 videos in 100 days, made it his FAQ, not frequently asked questions, frequently answered questions. And he did a lot of different things. Ryan was blowing it up. And guess what? Trustedchoice.com came and took him and said, hey, we want you, this is what we want. Ryan's thinking, I get to use my skills. Keep in mind, he's working in a family and some in-laws. He's got a college degree, Ryan Hanley does in mathematics. He wasn't intending to be in insurance. And then he got into it because his wife's family owns the agency, awesome agency in Albany, uh, up in uh, New York, unbelievable agency. And so he got into this. Well, here was his his desire here's what he loved to do and he was a great speaker if you've heard ryan hanley speak you know how fantastic he is and so he decided this is what i'm going to do i'm going to go this way and i remember i was in springfield illinois and i was in between basketball games for my son playing summer basketball it was in july and he called me and he said cass he says i think i'm going to leave the agency i'm going to stay an agent but i'm going to go up and i'm going to work for trustedchoice.com and i remember thinking to myself like because at this time they're busting my balls, like they're they're like uh, blowing me out. I'm losing speaking gigs now. This is the summer, right? I'm losing speaking gigs Um, because I started my podcast and because I referred to I refused to take it down in March. Now here we are, three or four months. I'm losing speaking gigs of all these associations that have booked me. Now when I say I'm losing a ton, I lost because it was back there, I'm going to say no more than five or six. Okay. So it wasn't like a huge, but I'm going to tell you this right now, when you're a keynote speaker and you're getting paid anywhere between two to $5,000 to, to speak. And you've got these things planned out for a year. That can be pretty devastating when the rugs pulled out. Also keep in mind the rugs being pulled out because I didn't do anything. All I was doing was creating a way for there to be forward momentum and change in the insurance industry. I had realized at the, at the, uh, however old I was in 2013, I'm 40 now. So 33, 34 at that time that I realized that guess what? This industry is awesome. It allows me to be free. It allows me to make tons of money. There is no ceiling and the sky's not the limit because there's always space to go further. It allows me to never miss a game with my kids. It allows me to be someone in the community. It allows me to feel as if I'm giving back, as if what Jesus said, be a servant to others. This industry allows you to do that, and you know that, loyal listener. And because of that, I wanted it to go forward. I wanted it to keep building to where when these millennials come on, they'll have the opportunity because their work ethic fits perfectly and their values fit perfectly with this industry. I wanted more people to experience it. That's all I was doing. And I was losing speaking gigs and they were trying to get me to take down my stuff. Now, see, they couldn't get me to take down my stuff because I created on my own. Now, I didn't know that. I didn't do that on purpose. So like, oh, I mean, I didn't do this with any ill intentions until I got that first phone call. I mean, literally a couple hours after I had released my very first one. Like, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I remember going upstairs with my wife and being like, the big guy wants me to take it down. Like, like what's going on here? Like, I didn't understand. They have to keep the status quo. Male, stale, pale, white bellies. That's what they are. They're, they're people who have had control for a long time. And folks, we're just not seeing this in the insurance industry. You know what I'm talking about, okay? And we're not talking conspiracy theories here, folks. We're talking real life. We're talking about people who are supposed to be having our best interest People who are supposed to be supporting the future of this industry. Now you look what's happening with Ryan. I don't know what's going on. He won't tell me. Because he's scared of the repercussions. That's how I was. I was scared, guys. I was scared. I'll never forget. I mean... During that month of March, I believe it was March 5th, I released my first one. And uh, I mean, I remember for April and May and like immediately I was, I knew elections were, are not elections, but appointments were coming up in September. I was already being told, keep in mind guys, you, they don't know this, but they do now. I have a ton of inside people at the Big Eye, ton of them. I made a lot of friends while I was there. And these people in there don't appreciate the way that I was treated. I'll tell you that. And I don't want you to punish. I don't want you. Now, here's another important part of this. I don't want you to cancel your membership with the big I. They have a lot of great programs. They have great individuals who are working inside of these associations who have families, have lives. The girls up at the Independent Insurance Agents of Illinois, I love every one of those girls. When, if, they, if they would pass now or in the future, I would go to their funeral. I mean, I love these people. They helped me become who I am. But here's what we need you to do. We need you to speak out. We need you to get to that leadership and say, no more of this, guys. We need to start understanding that the future is us. The future is not them. The future is not the millennials. I'm 40 years old. The future is me. And if you're 30 out there, the future is you. And if you're 50, the future is you. Now, if you're 60... You've probably made so much money, you probably just need to go do something else, right? And I'm just saying that because, like, there's so many things to do in life, right? Like, go see the China Wall or Australia, go hike in, in Peru, you know, all these different things. Maybe you don't want to do that and you just like working. All right, I'm cool with that. You know you're a loyal listener. Cass loves you. But I want you to know that that's the story. And I've got notes here on this yellow piece of paper that I've written out then I'm going to skip over some of them because as I've just been frustrated for the last 24 hours, I've just been sitting here just writing down things because he won't tell me, but his story's mine. I guarantee you, folks. And so what I need you to do is I need you to reach out to your leadership at the Big Eyes and to the associations and say, what's going on? We need to have a talk. Why are they doing this to people? Folks, this isn't just Jason and Ryan's story. Oh my gosh, no 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 back up. This is the story of many agents. I can tell you four right now that the same thing has happened. And what they've done is is they haven't created a podcast or anything, but they were trying to get things done inside their um, see the thing is guys, you only can get so far in these associations. You can get far, but the more waves you create and the higher you go the less likely you are to be able to have an existence in a voice. They love you at the beginning, right? When you're down low in the pyramid and they, just, and they're like, Oh, look at that guy down there. Yep, He's trying to make change. And Oh man, he's getting everybody excited. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting new members and that's new revenue and selling more, and O cause you know, the, and O's through the big eye and, and you know, that helps us get more money and, and, and add, yeah, then we're going to, you know, all these, all these things. and, and, and it's just, uh, once you start to get high up in the associations, you'll start to get a lot of pushback. And what happens is, is you go from everybody thinking that, you're, that they love your energy, they love your forward thinking, they love the thoughts that you have, until you get into a position where you could actually put those in action. And there's people who are listening to this right now and going, Jason, I sit on the board of the big Eye, I. I sit on a board of my state board. I, no disrespect, but if you're someone who's creating waves, you're lucky to be there, but I don't know how long you'll last because those aren't the people that go to the top. It will be the people that go to the top after podcasts like this one, after being able to speak out about what's going on. And I'm going to reach out over the coming weeks and coming months and ask those others that this has been done to if they would be willing to come on and tell their story as well. There's also somebody out there called the PIA, which is the Professional Independent Agents. I'm not talking about them. I'm, I don't know what they're doing over there. But I know what the big eye's doing. And I know what they're doing to Hanley. Reach out to that guy. Tell him you love him. Tell him you support him. His future change, his thoughts, his image, his goals, his visions for our industry are our visions and goals. There are thoughts. There are energy. There are progress. They're our way through. They're our way to let more people know about this industry. They're our way to speak to the companies and not have Their money in our pockets to have an honest conversation with the companies. Because I'm telling you what, the companies aren't to blame. The companies don't like being held hostage. They don't. They don't like being held hostage by associations. And they don't like being held hostage by aggregators. They don't. They don't like it. It's not in our best interest. You don't know that unless there's podcasts like this and there's people who tell their story. I'm going to leave off a lot of the things I have checked here. Because... I I, I want to make sure the story gets told and uh, I don't get in trouble. But in the meantime, if you have any questions, comments, anything, hit me on one of these posts, go to Facebook, go to agency intelligence, where this is posted, put your stuff in the comments. What do you think about this? Tell them your thoughts. Because just like what I always say at the end of agents influence podcast, there will be no outro music on this, but here's what I will say. Tell them your ideas. Tell your, them your thoughts, but also tell me, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. Thank you for being a loyal listener. And this was my story. I'm out. Hey agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it.